Stretch Four Podcast, your weekly look at hoops, hip hop, culture, and life from me, Mister Aaron Herzog. I'm a Mister now, and my co-host, I, my partner, Mister uh, Keenan Willis. You got Mr. your, Keenan you got like, Willis. you got a little bedroom voice going on, a little radio, right now. A little radio voice. <laughs> ah, okay, okay, we'll I'll take that. Yeah, little not, well, nighttime radio. So that's the same. As, yeah, nighttime radio is the same as a bedroom voice. You hear me, Delilah? I'm coming for your spot. Is she still around? <laughs> she is. She yeah. is. You know, good yeah. for Delilah. Is she 85 years old at this point? She's got to be either that or she was just much younger than uh, than we she, thought she, she was. She always sounded. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you're going on the radio with the name Delilah in, <laughs> you know, the 90s or whatever, you know? Right, right, right. It, you sound like you're like a, you're like an older lady. You sound like grandma, gra- borderline grandma age. Yeah. Yeah, she's uh, I'm she's gonna, only sixty three. Sixty three. All right. Now. Yeah. So she was she was only in her thirties. Like, you know, in her thirties, yeah. possibly even late twenties. Is her name actually is her is her government name Delilah or is that just a stage name for the radio? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a good question. So I'm looking at her Wikipedia right now. It lists her as Delilah Renee. But okay. like that, even that does not sound like a real name. How does one become a nationally syndicated radio disc jockey whose whole thing is like, hey, we're we're going to take some requests for the lovers out there. Like, <laughs> uh, you start in Seattle. She, where did she come up? OK. All right. Yeah. I, I assume you're on her like Wikipedia page right now. I am. I I'm just going to ask yeah. you some questions about the. So sure. she, start, she started in Seattle. Yep. Yeah. Was 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 this always her thing? Was she always doing was she always doing songs for the lovers? This has largely been her format um the whole time. Yeah. She was yeah. originally only she on weeknights. She was on the same uh same station as Fraser Crane. She came on after <laughs> yeah, Fra- yeah exactly. she was she that's I mean that's really how she got her following. She was she she had that lead she, in. She had Fraser as a lead in. She yeah. had that built in <laughs> That built-in audience with Frasier as a lead-in, you know, everybody's oh, in man. like therapy mode. They're all thinking about like yeah. how to better themselves. You know, people start thinking about their own lives, their their, you know, their relationships. Delilah yeah. comes on to hit you with the in the feels. Yeah, well, I mean, it's really a good combination because you know she's not just taking requests; she is listening to your story mm-hmm. and then playing a song for you. That is true. Yeah. Sometimes Which is, it was request based and sometimes it was yeah. like, this is what you need to hear. So she is, yeah. she is in a way the, the Frasier with music. Yeah. Instead of giving yeah, you she, advice as herself, she finds the artistic expression of the advice and gives you the the metaphor, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's really wow, good. She, it's a, that's a great one-two punch. She truly is. Yeah. She, ah. What would you Frazier rather and Delilah? Keenan, would you rather pour your heart out to somebody and have them give you like advice from their own head, you know, or would you rather <laughs> have them be like, This is this is what I think you need to hear, and then play a song Oof. that if it's just like or, sums it up? Mm. Do, yeah. Do you want the do you want the poetry, you know, that makes you like co- come up with the answer yourself, or do you just want to be told the answer? You know, I think I'm actually going to I think I'm going to take Delilah's side on this one. I think I would rather you give me the song. Yeah, because if I don't like your advice, I can interpret the song the way I want to. Exactly. Yeah. And and yeah, you're not going to get pushback. If you play a song, you're going to be able to interpret that song and find the lesson in it yourself, which is really going to mean more because you're finding it yourself. You know, exactly. and and it's coming through your own personal experience and your own lens of it. But if I just tell you what to do and you don't like it, you're going to push back against it. You're going to go the opposite way. Mm-hmm. And by you, mm-hmm. I mean, just people. In, I don't mean one, you, Keenan. I mean, one. one. Yeah. A human nature. You know, if you hear yeah. if you hear criticism that you don't like against yourself and you're not and you're not ready to hear it. Yeah. Then yeah, you're going to push back against it. You're going to say this person's wrong. But if you yeah. just hear a song that makes you feel something, you know, yeah, don't. Yeah. Don't. Uh, 
yeah, take me to a, take me to an art exhibit. Show me a painting that's going to yeah. unlock unlock what I really need to do. Yeah, because if Play it if it song. comes from me, yeah, you're just you're just you're just giving me the push I need. Yeah, you're leading me to water, and I'm drinking. I'm drinking drink. myself. Yeah, how, I like. How many times you think Delilah has been married? Now that I made it down to her personal life. Ooh, I, you know Delilah loves love. And she does love love. Delilah loves love, and it, you know, you you asking the question makes me think it's more than one. <laughs> four times. Uh, four. Uh, four was gonna be my. Four was gonna be my guess. My bad. My uh, bad. You didn't. You didn't let me do it, but I promise I was going to say four. Um, are they divorces? <laughs> are they untimely deaths? Is Delilah a black no. widow? Multiple, multiple divorces, multiple right. divorces. Now, um, I think that's because, yeah. you know, those of us who are blessed to be able to break down other people's uh, issues are cursed to not see, not see them ourselves, you know? Well, and, you know, she, I, I could see her communication style maybe growing, grading in a, in a true partnership if you can only speak to me through music exactly yeah if i'm that, that might that might be tough you know if i'm bringing up some sort of issue and you're just like i want you to listen to this sade song and yeah. find the yeah. answer find the answer in yourself then yeah it's gonna be yeah it's gonna get a little old it works when you only talk to them once and it's right. and it's going out on syndicated national television <laughs> I've one, always one more one more number game for you. But Ooh, go, yes. Go oh, um, I was I was just gonna say I've always said that uh, if you put like a, another like if I was looking at a person who was me and you just disguised them so it didn't look like me, you know, mm -hmm. and I was like, th and this other person was like doing things and making making mistakes and like living their lives and having problems and like I was their therapist, I would be able to perfectly solve their problem perfectly. Just like by by looking at someone who's not me, and and then like that's that's like my Twilight Zone episode or something. And then it's like, <laughs> surprise, all these issues. It, it was you the whole time. You, it was all you. No, I I I I like I like that. That feels like that would fit. Let's see Rod Serling uh, wrapping that story up. Um. um that is, it's really, uh, it's, it's, it's like that, uh, it's like that clown who goes to the doctor, feeling like I'm very sad, and the doctor's like, "Go see this clown," and he's like, "Oh no, I am," you know, the Pagliacci story, right, 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 right the right. famous Italian sad clown. <laughs> but it's a therapist instead of, you know. But it, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, go Delilah ahead. Delilah is back a to mother. Delilah. Delilah's She's a mother. A mother. Mm -hmm. How many kids do you think she has? Six. North, north of six. North of six, by a lot, it seems. I mean, it's I mean, north. She's, she's married four times. I'm gonna say first husband. She had two kids. Second husband, she had one kid. Third husband, she had one kid. So that's three. We're at five. And then her fourth husband, she's got like four or five kids. She found true love, and then they're married. <laughs> What's the real answer? Fifteen. Yo, Delilah. Fifteen. I, I will say eleven I mean, of them when are you only, adopted. When you only work an hour a week, you got a lot of time for <laughs> other activities. <laughs> That's true. She's That's got to work true. on those playlists too. She's got to, you know, she's got to put on the bedroom yeah, jams yeah. to find out what songs she wants to play. Yeah, she's got to know what's landing. You know, she's just <laughs> sitting around at home. She's listening to music. She's trying to find the right songs. You know, she's doing her research. You know, she may only be on air for a few hours a week, but she's doing research the rest of the week. She's popping open a bottle of wine. She's having a couple glasses. She's drink. She's listening to to smooth R and B soul. Uh, you know, she's yes. listening to the most romantic songs of all time. She's there with her husband. I mean, she's gonna stay current. She's one thing current, lead, you know? one thing leads to another, and and another thing leads to fifteen other things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Delilah. Uh, she loves love. She loves love. 
Uh, shout out to Delilah. Uh, what a shout out to Delilah. What a wonderful little tangent to find at the <laughs> at the beginning of this of at the beginning of this stretch four podcast. You know, these man, little oh, these little gems that we find that we don't even mean to talk about that give us that give us such a uh, bountiful harvest of <laughs> discussion. You know, also, if you've never seen her, oh. she looks exactly how you think she does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she I'm looks picturing exactly like exactly how you think. I she mean, does. I'm basically picturing like Tina Turner, but like more of like a, but like, but like not as fit. Um, Interesting. Yeah, a softer Tina Turner. Yeah, like a softer Tina Turner, like a like a Tina Turner, but like if she was like just like your regular grandma instead of, you know, the the queen of rock and roll. <laughs> R.I.P. Tina Turner. Um, am I completely well, I was, wrong? I mean, she is white. She's white. So, d- yeah, you didn't. You know, you know Del- Delilah was white. I did not know Delilah was white. Really? I am having a moment right now. <laughs> Yeah, Deli- no, she's she is she she's from the Pacific Northwest, you know. It's not necessarily where a lot of us went. So, um wow. Yeah. Yeah. She's from she's from uh North Bend, Oregon. All right, originally. I just Okay, I just looked her up and I'm basically right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what I'm saying. You're not you're not all that off though. I mean, yeah. I'm basically correct. <laughs> like if she yeah. dolas all that, I'm right. <laughs> I'm right on. If she was Delilah Dolas all for a few months, yeah. <laughs> she was Dolas all was from the from the northwest, right? Maybe I, maybe, maybe it'll rub so. off. Maybe rub off isn't the isn't the right term to use there but yeah uh yeah oh man anywho <laughs> wow anywho. man my, my did, world, did i just like mess up your perspective my world is blown i never knew delilah <laughs> was white oh yeah. yeah 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 was it is this like showing that like i'm just more aware of delilah than i actually listened to delilah because i'll say i didn't listen to delilah all that much was she like I mean, just yeah. In 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 listening to her speak, I I I I thought it was pretty clear that she was white. But but yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just like her music that's 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 making her seem a little more soulful. Maybe, maybe the music music choices. You know, and maybe know. it's the fact that I you know I maybe it's my growing up in central Pennsylvania not around around not a lot of diversity <laughs> showing <'Cause, laughs> I mean, that's when I that's you know that's really when I She's I heard the different. most Delilah you know yeah. Dri- yeah in a car on a on a weekend night driving around as a kid of course of course I wasn't listening to much Delilah after I you know expanded my horizons by moving to Philadelphia. Meeting people I, yeah. not exactly like myself. <laughs> I I caught a lot of Delilah as a kid because I so fun fun fact I when I was a kid I listened to a lot of um, Philly's oldies oldies mm. station uh, WOGL oldies ninety eight in Philly um, as a kid and then I also listened to a lot of uh, smooth jazz WJJZ. 106.1 uh, because my mom liked to drive around to smooth jazz and so I got used to that as a kid and I would I would listen there and uh you know you'd you'd maybe catch a little a little late light Delilah there I liked to fall asleep listening to the radio it's hard to uh it's hard to catch road rage when you're listening to smooth jazz when you're walking around. It's a nice uh it, it's hard, but my mom found ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, was it your mom or ways. was it just like Philly traffic? Well, yeah, it's a little little of column A, a little of column B. But uh I if if I've inherited nothing, I certainly I certainly drive like my mom. How does your how does your road rage manifest? So here's my thing. I I take very principled stands and yeah. i'm like 
why is this person doing this? Yeah. It's not necessarily uh-huh. like you're driving like a lunatic. It's like, wh- what would make you do that? Yeah. What is your, what is your end goal? That's I, yeah. I literally like, that is what, like, I will yell that out loud yeah. in my car. I'll be like, what are you even trying to accomplish? Exactly. <laughs> what are you, what are you trying to do right now? Yeah. It's uh-huh. yeah. And it's, it's like, it's that. And then like, just general lack of, of like awareness of others on the road that mm-hmm. that drives me nuts um mainly yeah. because like you know as trying to drive a little defensively like you you want people to do things that are relatively predictable so like when when people are just doing things willy-nilly uh, it's frightening but like yeah at I a just, time yeah. when you should be the most aware of your right. surroundings and people right. and and what other people are doing right right so like yeah, those are those are the things that drive me up. That and like not signaling. Yeah, uh, yeah. Why? Most of most why? of my road rage is like safety based. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I bet I guess I guess most people maybe feel that way, or or I and then there's some people who are just like, oh, other people drive too slow or cautiously or something. I and then I do have that. those moments of of too slow, but it's like it's more like you're too slow for this lane. For the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like you should be more aware that you are in the fast lane right now, or you should yeah. be more aware that six people have now driven around you. Maybe that says something about what you're doing. Which, yeah, which is also a safety issue on the other. Yeah. 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 Oof, man. Well, Just general you know, lack of awareness. <laughs> yeah. You know, what has been an issue on both ends and also shows a lack of awareness what's that you know the situation we've talked about it a lot we've speculated and you know what we were right we were correct <laughs> james harden whatever whatever could you be talking about james harden said that uh he would like to leave the philadelphia sixers because he wants to be the number one option on a team and he doesn't like being the 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 sidekick to the joel Embiid show and so you know what per rachel nichols yeah per yeah per rachel nichols does that mean per joel Embiid? you know that's a that's a good question that's a, yeah that's a very good question does that mean because you know the there were reports that joel reached out to him a lot over the summer to really try mm-hmm. to get him to come back and mm-hmm. it didn't work and maybe joe's upset and he's just like he doesn't want to play behind me. He told me, and I, you he know, told me I, he doesn't want to be my my number two. I, I, you know, I, I try not to, and I, I laugh saying this because I, I do it all the time. But I try not to read too much into, um, like photos and social media and stuff like that. But like, I did find it interesting that throughout the summer, you know, the reports were like the the beef is with Maury with Harden and not necessarily with his teammates. Like he's still cool with his teammates. And you saw the occasional pictures of, of Joe and his teammates hanging out. Um, and the one person you didn't see him photographed with was Embiid. Um, and in the, in the Harden. moments I was like, or yeah, Harden, Harden and Embiid. I thought, at least I, mean, at least I didn't, I didn't Harden see Harden was at his wedding. Um, he was at Ruben's party. They were photographed the, together. I saw I saw that they were both at the party. I just didn't see any photos of the two of them. Mm. And I didn't I didn't see any photos of him at the wedding either. Okay. I didn't see any photos of him at the wedding. And I thought that I saw photos of them at the party, but now I'm wondering if I just saw separate photos of them and just combined them in my head. Yeah, and I, I, I may be I may be wrong about that, but like I, I remember being like, hmm, I I see I see Joe here. Pictured with teammates. I see Harden here pictured with teammates. I don't see the two of them. Interesting. Uh, so, you know, I, that's, it's interesting. That's so, interesting. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just a weird, like, it's a weird decision, you know, at this point yeah. in his career. Like, but I guess, like, what can you do if that's what he wants? I, I have a hard time, like, because I'm so the opposite. I'm mm-hmm. so like whenever somebody has like such a huge like I am unwilling to sacrifice anything ego. Mm-hmm. 
I am like so on the opposite to like a detriment a lot of the time. Like I will, you know, I will people please and I will put other people in in front of my own needs to detriments often. And then harbor resentments (laughs) over it, you know, which (laughs) is bad in other ways. Um, But so I I have a hard time understanding, like, why wouldn't you just want to be like, you're still the second best player on a team that has you know that that has like that has a chance your job to go easier. far in the playoffs it makes your job easier look at all the other like no team like no team has ever like really won a title with just one guy right right, right. like there's always been at least two guys on a team if they want to win a title you yeah. know yeah Mm-hmm. And so it's like, so Harden goes somewhere, right? So it kind of, you know, he probably doesn't see it this way, but him being the number one option on a team kind of disqualifies them as being a championship contender. Do you think he knows that? So like, I there's part of me that's like, that that second round game one was probably the worst thing that could have happened to him. Yeah. Because it's like, because yeah, that just lets him think. No, no, I can be the guy. I can't. Yeah, uh huh. This team, like, this, I, this, yeah, yeah. Without Joel, this team is yeah. ass, and I, yeah, beat the Celtics. Right, right. So like, I can, I can do that. Um, but yeah, I, I there's not, there is nothing that I've seen from James Harden that that shows me he has any sort of self awareness. Yeah, of, I don't like, know where who... he is relative to the league there's and nothing I, i've seen yeah i don't know what team like if you like reset rosters and put mm-hmm. james harden on a team as and said okay he's the number one option you have to build around him i don't know what number two i, I don't know how to build a championship team going from there who's the number two option and what else do you put around it? you know what i mean like what like a a, a james harden this year now i don't know how i don't know where you go from there who do you put as the number two? Where do you, like do you put them? There's only one. There's literally one place you could put them. Um, and walk with me here. I think you could replace uh, John Morant with James Harden. Okay, and then just like defense, pretty easily defense shooters. Yeah, because um, that's top, that that team that team's toughness. built for that that team's built for him to just take a bunch of shots. They're used to just standing around and watching. Yeah, as a team, they're probably better without him, like they, like they are with <laughs> without Ja. Um, and you need a you need a guy that can play defense in the backcourt along with you. Um, although I mean, Desmond Bay is not like a lockdown defender, but he's a capable defender. He's, and yeah, he's gonna hit open jump shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got Adams and and three J. Um, All right, so there's a trade. Yeah, John ja, ja Morant. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Maybe they'd be interested because Ja's going to miss some time. So can you imagine, like <laughs> Ja and Maxi? That's not a backcourt that works. Woo! I can though. I it's, can't imagine it. It'd be fun. It's, it'd be I, fun. It'd be real of, frustrating, but it'd be fun. Yeah. Could it you imagine would. Ja in Philly? One thousand percent. Yeah, for sure. That's the sad uh-huh. part. I could. He he would be AI two point Yeah. But like. I, with all but like pre Larry Brown AI, he would he would be he would be wild, wild boy, AI you know, and it would 2. really, 0. you know, it would really be it'd be different, like you know, the Sixers, the slowest team in the NBA. It would really, right. it would really right. change things there. Him and Mac, uh, you know, imagine the the minutes where like Embiid sits and then you just like let him and Maxi run wild play together and then like you know, be interesting, interesting combination, it'd be interesting. Nobody does. I wouldn't want to do it, yeah. but it'd be interesting. Neither would the Grizzlies. <laughs> right. Yeah. Grizzlies absolutely wouldn't do yeah. that. But... Oh, man. Because it... that... then you have Harden and Smart. Ooh, I, forgot, yeah. I forgot that so Marcus you have Smart is defensive. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the setting. That's the setting for him. Interesting. I don't disagree. Yeah. That's a pretty good. Yeah. Just a bunch of like tough players, guys who are going to sacrifice. Kind of yeah. what they thought they were building in Houston, but Memphis has a better version of it. 
and younger younger and better younger yeah better and better like defensively better like shooters. marcus smart over over pat bev amazing yeah uh-huh bane instead of eric gordon yeah um, jaron jackson is a much better clint capella yeah uh-huh you know like they're they're yeah that's just a, it's just a better version of the rockets yeah so there we are there's let's 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 figure out the package for in, in 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 memphis you know who's Harden? Who who's the new Harden? They say it's Luca, right? Swap swap jaw for Luca. <laughs> Love to, yeah, sure. I'll take that. Put 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 Luca on Memphis. So so you have the the young Harden. Ugh, the oh, young man. And then uh, and then you have uh, Kyrie and and Jaw. Well, I mean, if you yeah, because if you put Jaw in Texas, it's an open carry state, like. He'll he's be not okay. a, he's not as in trouble. He's not in trouble yeah. anymore. Yeah, he's fine. Ah, uh, thanks. That's, so we, I, this is okay. So we solved the NBA. That's cool. Yeah, we just uh, you know make it a three team. I don't know. Add do something with I don't know. Somebody can get Toby and it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Uh huh. Speaking speaking of Sixers, <laughs> I guess while we're while we're on the subject, um. Mm-hmm. Did Ben Simmons learn how to troll from Joel Embiid? Here's the thing. I, I think you think is you thought it was trolling. I don't think it was troll. I think it's perfectly sincere. You I think, think so? this is I do. I think this was actually a moment of clarity. Like, damn, I actually had it, I had it good there. Yeah. And I kind of I kind of messed that up. And you know, the the like if I was going to be traded anywhere in the NBA, it would be to Philly, yeah. like so he yeah. could like prove himself. Because that would be but, the ultimate like way to to like redeem slash prove himself as a player. But here's here's something that that just popped into my head. So I look back at Harden, and I promise I'm coming back to Simmons. I look back at Harden's performance in games six and seven, where it's just like he just wouldn't shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. And now you couple this with I don't want to be number two. Yeah. So like maybe he's throwing a little bit of a temper temper tantrum down the stretch, maybe tanking that series just because like, all right, if you, if you want, if you want Joe to be number one, I'm going to force it, whatever. Um, That's a coaching decision. So you can maybe draw that back to doc. Okay. Ben Simmons. If you send me back anywhere, I loved Philly. Just didn't work out. Doc's gone now. Now all of, a, all of a sudden he's back to being open to things. Was it just Doc? Was it just Doc messing up his point guards? I mean, is it is it just really is it just really coming around to it just everything being Doc's fault? <laughs> I'm just I'm just raising the question. I'm not even saying that that's what I believe. I'm just just raising the question. Oh yeah, that's all you're doing. You're just asking questions. Classic. Just, uh, just uh, classic. Just know. asking questions. Content. Because I mean, like, all right. D- does Chris Paul have good things to say about Doc? I don't know. I feel like he's neutral. I feel like he's neutral about Doc. Um, I think Rondo would probably have good things to say about Doc. Yeah. Um. Oh, I I take that back. He's not neutral, Chris Paul. That is, uh, first headline that comes up when you look up Chris Paul, Doc Rivers. Chris Paul reportedly told Steve Ballmer Doc Rivers contributed to Clippers' exit. Um, so yeah, there's that. So yeah, maybe just Doc and his point guards. I don't know. You know, Shaq says he didn't get along with him. Yeah, Shaq was a hundred years I was, old. I was end of end of the career, Shaq. Sure, but yeah, you know, I I only say that because Shaq is also Shaq is usually pretty truthful, and I kind of trust his judgment when he's talking about people. Like, he seems to he seems to have a good judge of character, and like isn't afraid to be like I messed this up, versus the situation was messed up, you know, things like that. He seems, he seems to be somewhat self-aware that way. Um, 
And so if, if Shaq is, you know, after the fact saying, yeah, it, it wasn't, it wasn't for me. I don't know. Uh, you know, we'll, I guess we'll find out this year. If we it will. was all we will. Doc's fault, but you know, there's, <laughs> but then again, there's also another weird situation going on. So, so it's not just, I mean, unless, unless Harden just returns and plays and is, is bought in, then we won't know for sure because it won't be the exact same situation. Right. Right. Also Rondo, by the way, if you look back, he he is neutral at best on yeah. Doc. Interesting, because I, I would think Rondo would be pretty pro Doc. You would considering you would think. how he developed under, you know. You would think. Uh, maybe, apparently maybe he tried Doc... to fight him during oh, a team meeting. Interesting. Maybe maybe Doc maybe feels like Doc was holding him back and, and then, you know, let him didn't didn't let him sprout his wings until it you know later than he hoped yeah yeah it's it sounds it sounds like doc is tough on his point guards yeah i don't know you're pro you might be right ben simmons might not be trolling um but when he when he posts little pictures of himself watching sixers games after sure. terrible losses it's hard sure. to that yeah it's hard to think that he's not trolling but like yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think there's, even if he is trolling, I think there is a certain element of truth to his statements, you know? Even if he thinks he's kidding. Yeah. Because he just has not been Always any, a- anywhere near the player that he once was when he was here. Just always a little bit of truth when you're making a joke. Somehow. Somehow there's sure. a little bit of truth in there. Maybe not directly <laughs> on the surface, but somewhere de- deep down underneath on some level. Right, right. Keenan, the Philadelphia 76ers' chances may be dwindling of being champions of the NBA. Um, But does that mean that their chances of being champions of the world are dwindling as well? That was, oh. my, that was my transition. Oh. That was oh, my transition to this, to this new. So yeah, I mean, the uh, the the runner and and Hooper and me has been embarrassed this week. Yeah, by Noah Lyles. I think it's just a. I think his statement was just like kind of silly. Here's I don't know. here's my my initial reaction to it is this is an old this is an old take, like. Sure, uh, there, very been, old take. Yeah. There's been a lot of reaction to it, and it's like something that like people have joked about for years. Like, sure. like stand-up yeah. comedians in like the '80s would joke yeah. about like, oh, they they call it the World Series, but it's only teams from America. You know, like yeah. Yeah. this is a yeah. joke people have made for decades, and people right. are acting like it's a like it's a new take. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think that's why it's frustrating me even more so, because like one, yeah, like you're saying, this is not a this isn't an original observation. But but secondly. You know, there is a non-American team in the league. Um, The league has the league has never from a makeup standpoint been more international than it is now. True. Yeah. Um. And like, here's you're calling yourself a world champion. You haven't raced against everyone in. You haven't raced against every country, every representative from every country. So like, what? Are, who are you to call yourself world champion? Yeah, I mean, is is that mostly his point that like that the you know other sports are more international or have more like inter, you know, international competition like between. Yeah, I think I think his po- I, I think it was a very misguided attempt to shine a light on the the global reach of track and field. 
Mm-hmm. And that you have people and, and, you know, like foundational Olympic sports. I know basketball is an Olympic sport, but like the, the foundational Olympic sports um, and, you know, talking about how they're truly representing their country all the time, et cetera, et cetera. Like, mm-hmm. sure, sure. But like, I've watched some FIBA basketball. None of those teams are. None of those teams are competing in the NBA. I'm sorry. Yeah. They're not. One, they're made up of NBA players by and large. Like their their best players or are, like are ex, NBA players. Ex NBA players or right. guys who yeah. Right. Like am I supposed to be worried about like Jalil Okafor playing for Nigeria? Like no. Like yeah. come on. And here's my here's my question. Like here's like, okay, let's play it out. Let's have a true, like, what do you want? Do you want a world league where there are just right. where there are just team like professional teams in cities around the world who uh employ the best basketball players who are all the guys in the NBA anyway? You know? Um, so do you just want a team in France? Do you just want to move the Grizzlies to France and now they're the par- <laughs> the Paris Grizzlies? Like, is that what you want? And now they're the champion of the world? Because the right. best players are all playing in the NBA. It's just a league that, you know, happens to be primarily based in the United States of America for now. You know, like, right. Obvi- right. obviously, obviously, global success would be the league's preferred destination, you know, like whether it's like whether it is like expansion all over the world, which would be a weird like how would they pull that off logistically or like you know turning the european league into like nba europe or something or i don't know Uh, but obviously they would prefer that but like what or do you want it to be like country versus country because then still it's again hey hey, guess what the u.s is winning (laughs) i mean yeah the olympics the world basketball championships that that all exists and, you know, the U.S. are still the winners for now. It's closer than it ever has been. Right. But, but like, is it, though? Is uh, it? Well, yeah, depending on, like, you know, who is actually representing, you know? Yeah, are we right. taking the, yeah, because the U.S. is still winning with, like, the B and C, B-minus team. Yeah. I won't yeah. quite call it the C team, but it's maybe the B-minus team that they send. And, I mean, I, I think... I, I, w- I was watching a, a FIBA game two weeks ago. Uh, it was uh, it was Germany versus uh, Greece. German team. First off, uh, the the game is just it, it. It's a different game. It's a different game. The international game, the FIBA game is it's a, it's a different game. Um, but you watch some of the players that are like dominating. So you had the the Wagner's dominating for team Germany and like Dennis Schroeder. Okay. This is a guy that, yeah. You know, you got, you got guys that are holding on, holding on in the end or at best. Yeah. Rotational players. Uh, But I think more importantly, you look at Greece. um, Giannis was like, yeah, this isn't worth me playing. (laughs) (laughs) So, I was just worried about the NBA season. You have all of these international players kind of showing really what's important to them. Yeah. That should probably tell you something about the, the international level of competition. Yeah. And I don't know if you're Giannis and you're like one of the best five players in the NBA or whatever, and your choice is to like play for Greece, like a country who didn't really accept you until you were one of the best basketball players in the world and kind of shunned you and, and didn't see you as Greek. Like, but now, but now he, now he says he's bigger than Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I'm not, I'm not playing for Greece. You know, if I grew up being like, Oh, you're not, you don't really belong here. You're right. You know, he was Nigerian. Maybe maybe he should play for Nigeria. It was MVP, you know? Like right, or what right. you know, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, oh my goodness, yeah, yeah. But like, and then so- like, uh, uh, also, I'm just like, 
All right, Noah Lyles, how many races have you have you run this year? Not even one. How many races have you run this year? Twelve, maybe, maybe. You know, and you're you're calling only, yourself you're world the, champ. You're the only person I know who could even come up with an answer to that question because <laughs> of the sport that he participates in. Yeah, it's just like I and this none of this none of this on my side is to like denigrate the the world athletics world track and field like i love that but like if you want to if you want to try to discredit nba teams for calling themselves world champions like let's really look at what what you're putting in to claim that you are a world champion you it's largely an invitational field and yes i understand that the the, the beauty of track is that just the numbers speak for themselves so you are inviting the top people, but like it's an invitational field. You run a handful of events and then you got like a couple, a couple prelims in the finals. Like, yes, you are probably the fastest student in, in the world at the 100 and the 200, mm-hmm. probably 200 up in the air, I would say, um, or 100 rather up in the air a little bit, but, um, to call yourself world champion for like winning a handful of races, I don't know. I don't know. We don't know what the, we don't know what the matchups look like because that, that's the that's the argument that I always see with like the NBA. They're like, oh well, like you don't know if you had you know Maccabi Tel Aviv trained to play against the Warriors, they could beat them any given day. It's like, yeah, maybe you might lose to someone heads up. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's my. The one thing that I do think is funny with it is that, like, while while it is true that the NBA is the collection of the best basketball players in the world, and it is mm-hmm. true that the NFL is the collection of the best uh, American football players in the world, and you know all that, and they and sure. base and baseball is for you know for, well. the, for <laughs> baseball, you know is is. Yeah. For you know, historically, might not be you know. There's probably, yeah. but like, they call themselves world champions, and it is a very American ego thing to do. To, for sure, to recognize the fact that it's like, oh, we are the best, and we are the, the this is the world champions, even though this is a league based here. Because it's like you know, you don't see like whatever the best soccer, you know, the the premier league or the Spanish sure. league or whatever happens to be the best, you know, or even the champions, yeah. does the champions league call themselves world champions when they win, when whoever the winner it's of the champions, Euro, league is, the is Euro it? champions. Yeah. They call themselves the European champions. Yeah. So they don't even call themselves yeah. the champions of the world. You know, the, yeah. the, when you're the, yeah. when you're the champions league, even though like, I guess, I don't know, there's probably some like South America, like who could compete, you know, like there's, you know, the league Liga Mexico and like, you know, probably some sure. yeah, South, and my, the South American leagues or whatever. You know, my apologies. Yeah, yeah, you're talking. You're talking about the the Champions League, pre, Champions pre, pre, League. the, the yeah. Premier League. will call themselves the Euro Champions. Europe, yeah, but yeah. Okay, yeah, but yeah, even though like you know that's closer to being world champions, they don't they don't use it. But like as soon as America starts doing sports, they're like ah, world champs. Right. Well, yeah. but but so, the sports that uh, yeah. we play here are mostly like made here, you know. Yeah, like we're only we, playing sports that we we, we play our stuff. Yeah, that we invent and then you know, and then colonize the rest of the world with. Them. Though basketball is Canadian, you know, Canadian, sorta, kinda, you know, Canada by way of Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I so do you know how there was always I don't well I don't know if you you heard the 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 story of like oh it was no it was the 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 World Series only got its name from the the uh from newspaper title it wasn't actually ever supposed to be like World Championship it was like the whatever newspaper like news the world or whatever the world's champion the world oh series. no so it was like sponsored so, it was sponsored by like so that was a that was a story for by years like the new york I, world yeah. like by uh yeah like pulitzer or hearst's like whichever yeah, yeah. 
whoever yeah, that yeah, was, whoever's paper it was the war the new york world that was the story i'd heard for years apparently that has been debunked as not fully true at best um but yeah, that's that's how I always took that as a as a kid. Like we're not even really claiming to be champions of the world anyway. Like it's just it's just a title. Interesting. Like Europe, if you have beef with it, tell Freddie Mercury you shouldn't have made such a great song. <laughs> Let's be honest. That's that's really what we're we're coming down to. If if we're the champions did end with we're the champions of the world if anyone can just claim we're the champions of the world that simply why not us great question why not us oh Keenan I think we could get. I think we could get into this. It it truly is the the end of the summer for the NBA because I keep seeing more and more takes about greatest players of all time, about most skilled players of all time. Sure. Uh, little not. It's it's less goat conversation. It's less like who's the, you know, it, the conversation does seem to be shifting. It seems to be they seem to be moving the goalposts. Like uh, whoever they are, you know the the, N- <laughs> the NBA the talking Capital team, people. yeah, the the people, <laughs> the NBA them, you know, like yeah, the people yeah. who steer the conversations, kind of be. Uh, it, it's changing from just like who's the goat to like who's the most skilled player of all, which is also a very nebulous question. Or sure. like, okay, uh, or Bill Simmons had that tweet that was just like, all right, I'm not going to argue about who's number one, but if these aren't your top six, you're you're totally wrong. Or and then he, right. you know, named what 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 was his? It was Jordan, uh, Kareem, LeBron, Magic, Bird, and Russell. And it? Russell, and, yeah, he yeah. was like, if that's not your top six, you don't know ball. Yeah, and we talked about this last episode i don't know if i don't know if russell's in my top six yeah you're you're not quite sure but i guess i guess what i want to talk about is like like why do you think the conversation's changing do you think people are just getting bored do you think people are getting on our 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 goats are goats are bad who cares about goats talk about talk about more fun or is it like a a try to like getting to like a shift of like all right, uh, this goat talk is for is for like surface level, uh, surface level people who like basketball. Let's get into deeper conversations to prove how much I really know, and that's why I'm gonna say like who's the most skilled or like who's the you know most this or that. Yeah, I I think this is uh this is like classic middle school science class or like classic middle school English class where people are coming up with uh, a point that they want to make uh-huh. and then are working backwards oh, are to working figure out what the argument the is. argument around their, the point. Okay. All right. Yeah. So See, like somebody wants to say Kyrie has the greatest handle ever. Yeah. All right. How do I... How do I how do I work an argument to to make that an unassailable factor? Like, how do I build an argument to 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 only lead yeah. to this conclusion? Oh, who's got the greatest dribble package of you know of yeah of moves? Yeah. Of, you know, yeah. Or like this person, I don't think is getting recognized enough. So let me try to figure out a way that I can put them in a top five category of something. And like, I think we're at that point. Yeah. What. I, I think like, and and I I think there is there is some it's people who are just fans of certain players yeah. or have an agenda who are trying to work backwards. Um, when what are your like when you're like thinking about basketball, right? How do you where do you start in terms of like in terms of like evaluating a player? how you how you like see them in in terms of like history or how you rank them or how you enjoy watching them like 
what do you what do you look for? Um, so I'm 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 trying to avoid trying to put people in historical context before their career is over mm-hmm. because there's like so much that can change. Yeah. There's also you a certain know. point in a career where you can kind of start doing it. Like sure, LeBron sure, is absolutely. 21 years in and it's like how many other players are 15. You know what I mean? Like once you get like right. 12, 15 years into your career, you can kind yeah. of start looking at you know comparing it to most of history because the great players really only have with a lot of it 15 to you know 15 years or around that in their in their career right most of that most of them don't even get to that yeah um and uh, yeah because like i realized that when i when i'm talking about younger players i like sometimes expect too much of them and there was actually a point um where i was watching um I was watching winning time um, and thinking about like, it's weird to remember these things happened with magic. Oh yeah. Because when you think about magic, you don't think about these. Things. Yes. You think of him as like an yeah. unselfish player, a guy who yeah. shares the ball, a guy who passes a guy who does. And then they're showing him being like, a little bit difficult to play with and yeah. you, you know a guy who's trying to be the whole show early in his yeah. career it, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's a good point so like so like i think about that when when i like you know i'm am critiquing younger players like i'm i'm pretty hard on jod not not just jod the the guy but also john morant the player i i think he's got mm-hmm. some deficiencies he could certainly work on I, I think people overrate him for where his game is now um but like he's also very early in his career and that that that's he's got a lot of story left to unfold yeah if he can keep his hands off weapons um so like i guess once you get to a point where like i feel you've had enough career um i try to look at not only your output but but more your impact mm-hmm. like do other I think there's a lot of people that are very talented, but you don't have to game plan for them. Okay. You know, and like some of the, some of that is, and, and, and even that's a fine line because like sometimes it's, listen, this guy's just a good scorer. You put him down for 25 and we can work on other things, but he's not really impacting the game in, in, in other ways. And sometimes it's, put this guy down for 30 it doesn't really matter what we do Mm -hmm. he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna give us 30 so let's try to figure out other ways to lessen his impact outside of scoring you know Mm -hmm. um which like is that lebron and kd maybe uh but like I, I I try to look at the the impact that way. Like, are you yeah. are you making the people around you better, and not just by like assists? Are you like just raising the mm-hmm. the tide of the whole team? Yeah. Um, are you doing anything that we haven't seen before? You can be doing something really well, and you can be doing something that we've seen at a level we've never seen. Mm-hmm. But are you introducing something entirely different? Sometimes that's more important, even if the like level of, you know, excellence might not be there. If you are changing the like, you know, if you are the Steve Nash walking so that Steph Curry can run mm-hmm. that type of thing, even from a from a shooting means, standpoint. Yeah. yeah. You know, like. Like that's you that's it. That's a different Nash story. Yeah. A little extra points because he did it before. Yeah. I'll give him a little more credit there. Yeah. Uh so yeah, those those are the try, the things I try to take in in context when when I'm looking at like your historical impact, where you fit yeah. in in the whole NBA story. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it's th- this is kind of like the way I like I don't know evaluate players or like think about players on on, a, on an individual basis, and like I guess it kind of translates historically as well, but it's kind of like it's not fully intangible. But so it's it's like a it's it's like a nebulous like 
orb that I like hold that like is just like, okay, who seems like they would be who seems like I would want to play with them? Like mm-hmm. as some like I who would I want to have on my team for one reason or another? And it's not like just because they're like who does the right thing at the right time, who right. could take over a game when they need to take over a game, but doesn't force it. You know, mm-hmm. who doesn't, who can, who, who sees the, you know, and I think that's why I like really gravitate towards LeBron in the, in the, you know, best, the best of all time conversation, because I feel like he does that very, like one of the yeah. best players of all time at, at just from a feel doing standpoint that, from of the like game. A, yeah. A feel of the game being in the flow of the game. Like he's in the pocket, like, yeah. to, like yeah. to make like a yeah, rap, a like he's always, he's, he's Andre 3000. He is like whatever the beat of the game is, he's in the pocket and yep. in a way nobody else is. Yep. He is like yep. he's finding that's, the flow that's a really good point. in a in a unique way that like when he does it, you're like, this is the only way that would make sense. This makes sense more than anything else makes sense, but right. no one else would think to do it that way. Right. Right. Yeah. You know? No, that's a really good point. That's and then really like guys like guys like Magic, like Bird kind of do things like that, you know. And then there are like, you know, there are outliers. Um, like I think like Iverson's one of my favorite players of all time, but I wouldn't put him in like the top my like top ten best players of all time, but he is one of my right. favorite players. So usually it's like, you know, guys when I think of like, you know, who I would categorize as the greatest players of all time, it's like their overall impact on the game on you know, not just stats wise, but like they're, it's like, yeah, like a nebulous thing that can't really be quantified with any sort of stat. It's like a combination of stat and watching the game and also like kind of like knowing basketball a little bit and playing it and being like, this guy reminds me of some asshole who would like take stupid shots just because like, you know, like we've all played with guys who like, oh, I haven't shot the ball in five possessions so i'm just going to chuck it the next time i get the ball even if it doesn't make sense you know or like guys who will guys who are really great scorers but will but will be like you know have the the highest usage rate of all time and completely like everybody else you don't want a black hole standing around yeah Uh uh-huh so it's like there's all these things to consider that you really you can't just look at stats you have to like kind of look at the whole situation around them and their game and i think that's something that's why it's so hard to evaluate players from different eras like especially if you haven't seen them and like guys from eras that don't have a lot of like video and stuff you know right right so i know you said it's not all about the stats but (laughs) one of my favorite one of my favorite stat sites um crafted mba I do like numbers. I like numbers and I like context and I like advanced stats to a certain point because they can explain certain things about the game that you can't just see with your eyes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not anti-stats. Right. Right. No, no, no. (laughs) I, I I know. I know. Uh, but they, they do have a a stat and I will not bore you with the formula because it is complicated, but here's the little blurb they have on it. Their stat is called portability which I love. Um, it's the, the question we're attempting to answer here is how well would a player fit if you dropped them into a team with 14 random players? Uh, we include traditional measures of fitting well with other players and passing and shooting ability, as well as defensive measures, as we're aiming for a complete fit as opposed to just an offensive fit. Um, players are penalized for being too ball dominant. I think a Trey Young, that's their shout out, not mine. Um, or for being completely unable to operate with the ball. Oh, um, okay. And like that's a that that's a way I, you, I like to think like about players, calculating you know? that calculating that seems like a nightmare. It, yeah, I, oh. there's there's a there's a fun formula for it. Yeah, um, I'm on the I'm on the website now. Um, so I'm 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 just looking at it myself a little bit. But like, what a what an interesting yeah way to actually this this isn't entirely complicated in the way that they break it down here um so they factor in obviously minutes played um but then 16 percent of, of it is about scoring efficiency 40 percent is shooting ability only eight percent is defensive ability five percent defensive versatility 
um, 25% passing ability, and then 6% usage, um, largely to penalize the outliers Mm -hmm. in either direction. So like still offensive heavy, but I think it at least factors in all of the elements. There's nothing specific here about rebounding, but defensive ability rebounding can often get pulled into that. Um, but it at least tries to like give you an understanding of would would this guy fit with just other like it's it's like the pickup theory. If you just had the the whole league yeah. at a pickup run, is this guy gonna work on on but most it's also, teams? But it's also like because I'm looking at I'm looking at the results right and like you see not, number three it's re- <laughs> uh, well it's not telling you who the best players are. It's just kind of being like who. Can f- who can hoop with any group? This yeah, is like the exactly. Hoop with because you got guys like, I, I mean, number two is Al Horford, who's like, yeah, that's like the ultimate drop him on any team guy, right. you know. So right. this is this isn't like, yeah, this is just like it's it's an interesting stat that just kind of shows you like, hey, if you if if you're looking for like, it's almost like uh, if you're looking for guys to fit in, this right. is who you want. Like not right. if you're looking for like the best players to, to or whatever. Around, yeah. Yeah. But it is interesting to see that like, you know, Steph Curry is number one on it because yeah. his game is so adaptable and he is like an MVP level player. And it's like right. a guy you can also just drop on any. Yeah. It's very interesting to see how this stat translates where guys at the top are both high level role players and also MVP candidates, former MVPs and things like that. Yeah. You got like Chris wow. Paul, Jay Crowder, Tyrese Halliburton, James Harden, Al Horford, Steph Curry. These are like all in the top 10. And then like Jay Crowder, yeah. Desmond Bain, Robert Covington, Luke Kennard. It's like it's like <laughs> yeah. high level role players and then like MVP type dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I'll only bring that up because like that I think that's I think that's a fun way to just another thing to consider. Like because there, there's there's sometimes we, I mean these are the guys people... yeah these these are like the guys that like I will I would I would put this as like these guys are either these are the guys you're like trying to sneak like if you're playing pickup these are the guys you're trying to like sneak draft and you hope they fall to you in like the second the second round or something it's just like right. I always I always want to play with that guy he's never going to be the yeah. first guy picked but I always want him on my team yep yeah, and you all, you, everyone has that like Hooper at the at the the playground. Like, Everybody's sure. picturing somebody right now. Everybody's exactly. picturing somebody. It's just he's never the best guy, but he's not going to ruin the team. He's not going to hog the ball. He's going to play hard. He's going to do what's right. He's going to get. He's you know he's going to yeah uh huh yeah yeah portability um, and like I, when you're putting people, I like in to hope I'm a context. very portable player. <laughs> I would like I to hope not. that my portability score is high. I'm not I I am not at all. I think in my prime I was more portable, but I was never going to be high on your portability list. Yeah, when I'm rusty, my shooting efficiency numbers would probably hurt, would probably hurt my portability score. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz I will I will miss I will miss some shots that keep me up at night when I have not played in a while. <laughs> That's the worst level of basketball to be at where you're like, because I'm like kind of in like decent like cardio shape. So I move well Mm -hmm. and I can like, you know, and I have like my post moves or whatever. So like the worst place to to be is like to make the move and miss the shot. It's my least favorite (laughs) place. I I play so infrequently now that like my feel in the post is just off. Yeah. I think I actually make better post moves and things like that, but like I'll like drop step and end up like much deeper or like, oh, yeah. you know, further than the best. And then like I might, my, my feel around the rim just like isn't there anymore. Making the defense's job too easy. Yeah. So I'm like, I, oh, that was a great move. And then you puffed, puffed the layup because. Yeah, you thought you were you thought you were further away. Well, you know what? Then it wasn't as great a move as you thought it was. If, that's true. If you drop, true. If you drop step too far, it wasn't the defense. The defense let you drop step defense, because they knew you would be. Yeah. Uh huh. They no, knew you'd be no, too far under the hoop. That's very true. That's very true. 
uh, speaking of, I got my first uh, first game of the of the fall slash winter uh, basketball season tonight. It's a oh. it's an exhibition game. I think my team only has five guys, so I'm running the full forty minutes. Oh, how do you feel about that? I feel all right. I'm going to eat a nice bowl of rice before to give me a little bit of clean <laughs> energy for for running the full game. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, and I'll let you know how I feel tomorrow morning because I am. That's. <laughs> You know, that's what I would just slow it down from course, the beginning. You know, Saturday morning, really. It's the second right. day after that's that really second second day soreness. That'll do it. Yeah. I'll hit the I'll hit the massage gun tonight. I'll do some extra stretching before bed. I really gotta I was try I was trying this out on stage the other night as like a as like a comedy bit, and I haven't worked it was just an idea I had during the day, so I haven't worked it out yet. But it's just like I'm at the age where like I don't just do things anymore. Everything is a routine. <laughs> Like yeah, everything cause, cause has to, to be regimented. It's like yep. I can't just like stretch when I feel like I need to stretch. I have to have like a mobility routine. 1, I can't just drink water percent. when I am thirsty. I need a hydration routine. You know, like yep. it's got to yep. everything has got to be like scheduled in and, and locked <laughs> down or else yep. it all falls apart. Yep. Yep. You were you were just like you're like an air traffic controller in your life at this point. Like it's all, you're just, you're just trying to make sure nothing crashes. Yeah. Those planes are crashing over Walter White's pool. (laughs) I'm too sad about something else going on in my life and I don't have time to stretch. Then I'm going to have a headache for some reason. My back's going to, my back's going to hurt. Right. Yep. Yep. I'll be extra tired. Or won't be able to sleep, or both at the same time. Or both. That's the that's the fun one. Yeah. But um Keenan, with that being said, I gotta go start getting ready for this game. All right. This has All been right, sir. the Stretch War Podcast, your <laughs> weekly look at hoops, hip hop culture, and life. You know what to do. You should follow us individually online on Instagram or Twitter <laughs> or wherever you like follow the stretch Four podcast tell a friend about the show you know we're having these great conversations every week we're discovering that delilah is white and we're (laughs) you know we're having revelations and (laughs) and and it's a good time every every week here on the stretch Four podcast so follow us there and follow your hearts uh as you try to be portable in your everyday life you have a great portability score with your friends, family, and loved ones. You know, be the guy who can just be dropped into any situation and do what is needed. You know, do you, do you, do you need to be a shoulder to cry on? Do you need to be an ear to listen? Do you need to give advice? Do you need to just tell somebody to listen to a song? Be portable in your everyday life. And we'll be see you portable. again next week. <laughs>